Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. Back and better than ever, Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance. My guests like Lewis Riddick in a second on the Shell Pennzoil performance line. Flipping it up this hour. Start with the football, then get to the basketball. Huge basketball news. Woj broke the story right at the beginning of Get Up this morning. Anthony Davis, a new five-year deal with the Lakers. He and LeBron together, at least three more. What does it mean for the future and the past of the NBA? We're talking goats and ghosts in just a few minutes here. But I'll start with Lewis, and we talk about the Steelers, who improved to 11-0 yesterday. And I've never heard the coach of an 11-0 team sound quite the way Mike Tomlin did after their win yesterday. To be bluntly honest, man, I'm really disappointed in our performance tonight. Uh, we did enough to win, uh, but that's all. Um, it was really junior varsity, to be quite honest with you. Uh, but not a lot happened tonight to be proud of or to be excited about. You had uh, some uh, red zone failures and a number of drop passes. Uh, do you, what do you attribute that to? Anything in particular? Uh, sucking. Okay, so I love everything about that, and I love everything about Mike Tomlin. I've told you before they should bring back the old most fascinating person in the world advertising campaign, and it should be Mike Tomlin. I find him that level of interesting. But I do find some of the talk about the Steelers to be, in my opinion, a bit overdone. Let's see what Lewis Riddick thinks as he joins me here on ESPN Radio. Hello again, Lewis. What's up, man? How well, are you? Uh, great. And, and so, look, we touched on this this morning, but I wanted <laughs> to dive into it a little bit more here. So I went back and looked at it. The month of, of, of mm-hmm. October, the, the unbeaten Steelers beat Cleveland 38-7. to Then they beat the Titans, who look like a playoff team. Then they beat the Ravens, who look like a playoff team. And since then, they've beaten Cincinnati by 26 points, Jacksonville by 24 points, and yesterday play a sloppy game that had been delayed you know, on three different occasions, you don't need me to go through all the ways why yesterday was weird. So I guess I'm trying to figure out, and I'd love you to explain to me why it is there are so many questions about the unbeaten Steelers. Well, you, you know that when you say, you know, why are we skeptical of them? Or, and we, I, I think in general, we, we just have to keep in mind, Green, and, and you know, this is the fact that we're, we're prisoners of the moment when we're assessing these football teams many times. And, when people are talking about the Steelers, they act like that game just yesterday against the Ravens is the only game that they played. And they just look at the drops by the wide receiver core and say, well, that's just who they are all year long, and that's just going to persist the rest of the year. And they don't, use, they don't apply proper context to you know, how this team has gotten to where it's gotten to all year long and the fact that there were some really weird circumstances surrounding this game that would lead to this kind of performance. And so you got to take it in in its proper context and really look at the big picture here about this football team and say, hey, look, this is one of the best coach teams in the NFL. I've had one of the most productive pass rushes in the NFL, one of the most opportunistic defenses in the NFL, although they've been losing some players. Offensively, they didn't have their starting center yesterday who was pulled before, you know, the day of the game. They hadn't practiced. Receivers are dropping passes. It's a third. I mean, it's a Wednesday afternoon at three thirty. I mean, it's just, there's just so much weird stuff going on there that I think they deserve a pass externally. Internally, you saw what the standard is there, according to Mike Tomlin, without him, him really even having to say it though. So I would take his disappointment for what it is, which is legitimate, and say, well, would you rather them? Would, would you rather the coach being ticked off? after a win or if they had lost the game. Obviously, every organization will take playing bad but still getting the win as an opportunity to get better. And I promise you, that's how they'll use it. They'll be better coming out 
And here's the last thing when it comes to the Steelers when, or any team in the AFC. They automatically get compared to that juggernaut down there in Kansas City mm-hmm. and how they put up points. And it's, it's, look, it's legit because Kansas City's working within the same confines that everyone else is, but it's also not legit because they're on a different level, especially offensively, and we know why with Patrick and all. And that's why every, that colors everyone else's opinion about every other team. But let's just get to the playoffs because we, Kansas City knows as well as anybody. It's a single elimination tournament that if you don't bring your A game, it doesn't matter what you've done all year long. It won't matter because they'll knock you right out of there, and next thing you know, you're at home watching. That's what's so cool about the NFL. Well, you you beat me to it because that's really where I was going to go is I was going to say I think most of the external question about the Steelers and their unbeaten record and everything else about them really boils down to Kansas City and the point that – no sure. one seems to think they can beat them. Who can? I, I guess I would ask you, Lewis, if, if you and I are sitting here having this conversation uh, the day after the Chiefs get knocked out of the playoffs this year, what will we uh-huh. be talking about? What will have happened that causes them to lose? Teams will have knocked Patrick around, put him on the ground, roughed him up, kept him off the field, ran the ball effectively, hit some opportunistic big plays against him. That's what they will have done. The same way the Raiders did when they went into Kansas City and beat them this year. The same way um, Tennessee beat them a year ago in Tennessee when Patrick was just coming back from injury. The same way the Patriots beat them in the AFC Championship game two years ago. That's always the formula. You have to make number 15 dirty, uncomfortable, looking around going, hey, hold on, what's going on here? Why am I getting hit like this? Why are my receivers getting roughed up at the line of scrimmage? And why, are, why am I not getting more opportunities and more possessions? If you don't have him answering those questions or his receivers answering those questions or Andy Reid wondering about those questions, they're going to chalk up the W and they're going to keep on rolling. But it's been proven you can do it. It's just, you know, will you be able to do it well enough for, and sustain it long enough in, in the playoffs in order to get the W and, and knock them out of it. Because you know this, every, with every year that goes by, with every game that goes by, Patrick is getting incrementally better every single time he touches on the field, and that's scary. And he admitted it this offseason. He admitted this offseason that he is just learning how to really read defenses pre-snap, get himself protected as far as protection calls pre-snap, so then he can just do his thing post-snap. You know, I mean, that that sounds ridiculously scary. So you better catch him and you better be on your A game that day. You better catch him having a bad day and you better be on your A game. Otherwise, he's just going to roll over you, man. He's just that good. But it can be done. Lewis Riddick with me on the Shell Pennzoil Performance Line. This is Greeny, presented by Progressive Insurance. Next stop for uh, us here is Buffalo. So as we're considering mm-hmm. AFC contenders, you guys, Monday Night Football this week, you have Buffalo and San Francisco, and the Bills are one. They also seem to have flown a little bit under the radar for a lot of this year when we talk about the big teams in the AFC, and here they are sitting there with a really good record, a really good coach, a really good quarterback. What do you see in the Bills, as I'm sure you were looking at the tape, and and where would you put them right now sort of in the pecking order of the most dangerous teams in the AFC? Yeah, they're, they're, look, if you say it's Kansas City, Pittsburgh, um, 
Indianapolis because they have a they have a nice formula too. You know, Baltimore when they're totally healthy, they're they're right in there. They're right in the top five easily, easily. And why their quarterback has taken a huge jump from his development as far as decision making, accuracy, and ability to really threaten people with not just his athletic ability outside the pocket, but his, but his decision making in the pocket and his ability to throw the football. Josh Allen looks totally different. He looks totally different. And you have to give a lot of credit to Brian Dayball, the offensive coordinator, and a lot of credit to Stephon Diggs, who who they brought in there this year, who right now is on pace to break Andre Reed's records up there in Buffalo, Eric Mould's single-season uh, yardage records. They are, they are a five-wide, four-wide, empty-set type of team that now is throwing the ball all over the yard. And that's exciting to see. Defensively, they've always been one of the best coaches. Sean McDermott is a defensive genius. It was with him in Philly. Leslie Frazier, their defensive coordinator, is one of the very best in the NFL. And they play hard and they play physical. They're going to have a big matchup on Monday because San Francisco is one of the very best coach teams in the NFL. They have 28 guys since the start of the training camp that have been put on IR. 28 people. And most of them are their heavy hitters out there in San Francisco. And they're still in the hunt for a wild card spot. Kyle Shanahan, obviously, is one of the best coaches in the NFL. But Buffalo's legit. They have a big chance, a big opportunity to prove it on a national stage Monday. And um, until they actually do it, people aren't going to really give them their respect because they haven't been that postseason you know, juggernaut for a long, in a long time since Jim Kelly in the K-Gun days back in the early 90s. But Buffalo's, Buffalo's on the rise, man. They're, they're, a legit, they're a legit threat. Shout out, hashtag Bills Mafia. And just a quick final thought on San Francisco. Not only have they put 28 players on IR, but when you guys are going to cover this game, it's a 49er home game, and you're going to Glendale, Arizona, right? Because the 49ers, yeah. I don't mean to laugh. It, it's an uncomfortable laugh. But, I mean, they they, uh-huh. they, they they can't be there. They can't be at home. They can't practice. They can't do anything. They've picked up their lives and, and for the foreseeable future moved everything to Arizona. It is, it is just the ultimate 2020 difficult circumstance. Absolutely. Yeah, it, it's um, it's it's unique in every way. You know, Raheem Mostert kind of encapsulated the mental and emotional strain that this year has put on players individually and teams collectively, as far as the sacrifices guys are making. And this is a huge sacrifice for Sam. I mean, these guys are right now in the holiday season between Thanksgiving and Christmas, are moving hundreds of miles away from their families into a hotel down in Glendale in the middle of a pandemic in a state that is right now where the virus is just out of control in Arizona. So, I mean, just think about the mental strain that that's putting on you. You're in totally foreign surroundings now away from your family again in a hot area that, you know, is allowing you to use their facilities and play football games. And you're in the playoff hunt. You're trying to win games. That is green. I mean, we, we talked about the toll that this season has taken on everyone in the NFL from top to bottom, the kind of commitment that is required of these guys is just unbelievable. And then they get, then they have a great opportunity in a big Monday night primetime game to show their show their value again, and they will. Because if you watch this team play, although a lot of the big stars aren't there, this team plays hard. It's one of the best young coaches in the NFL. It has a defensive coordinator in Robert Sala who's going to be a head coach market down in 2021, early in that hiring process. He'll get a job. Richard Sherman is back. Uh, they, I mean, they, they, they've got, they still got some players and they, they will play their rear ends off Monday. It will, it will be a tough assignment for Buffalo. 
Looking forward to watching it. Lewis, thank you as always. Stay safe as you head out there, okay? And I'll see you next week. You got it, man. Thank you. That's Lewis Riddick with me here on ESPN Radio. And, you know, let me just mention that hiring is challenging, especially with everything else you have to consider today. But there's one place where hiring is simple, fast, and smart. That place is ZipRecruiter. Try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash Greeny. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash G-R-E-E-N-Y. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. All right, so obviously we're in the middle of football season, and it is as red hot as it can possibly be, but today felt very much like basketball, and I told you we were going to talk about goats and ghosts, and that's what we're going to do right now. Because Adrian Wojnarowski broke at the very beginning of our television show this morning the news that Anthony Davis has re-signed in Los Angeles. It's not a surprise, but he had a variety of ways he could do it, and he chose the most committed, the biggest commitment. He could have, t- he could have taken a short-term deal. He could have taken a medium-term deal. He wound up taking the longest deal he was eligible for with the Lakers. <coughs> Excuse me, five years, $190 million dollars which means that Davis and LeBron will be together now in L.A. for at least the next three years. And they are the most formidable duo in the NBA, not only today, but in a very long time. And among the great duos in NBA history, if you look at their abilities. And so the question that I brought up, and I put a poll question up on uh, my Twitter page, at ESPN Greeny, is, what is the likeliest outcome from this? How many championships do we expect the Lakers to win now with LeBron and AD locked in. And here's what people have said so far. 21% say zero. 42% say one more. 37% say either two or more championships. And that, of course, is the magic number. For LeBron James, two more championships means six. And six means all hell breaks loose in the GOAT conversation. I can't help myself. I'm a talk show host. It's the way my mind is wired to think. And it got me to thinking about GOATs and ghosts. There are really two all-time great candidates who are chasing ghosts in the forms of records right now. People all want to see LeBron win six. The people who don't want to give him his due will all point to Michael's six rings and LeBron only has four. In much the same way that people will point to Jack Nicklaus's 18 majors in golf and Tiger Woods having 15. Tiger is chasing that ghost. It's not an active player. It's not anything, not anyone he can beat anymore. He's beating everybody else to try and catch that guy. LeBron is doing the same with Michael. I believe they're the only two currently doing it. We ran through some of the other sports. I do not include Serena Williams in this conversation because despite the fact that she does not have the record for most slams, I believe she is already, in my opinion, and I think in the opinion of everyone who matters, the greatest player in the history of women's tennis. I do not include the men's tennis players because between Federer, Djokovic, and Nadal, they are their own chase. They're not chasing Borg. They're not chasing Laver. They're not chasing McEnroe. They're not chasing Sampras. They're, they're fighting it out amongst each other. And eventually, when the three of them are done, one of them will be considered the greatest. They're not chasing ghosts. Tom Brady's not chasing anybody anymore. That was him at one time. He has surpassed everyone. Patrick Mahomes will probably be the guy who makes a run at Brady, but he's a long way from that. So where are we left? Mike Trout. Mike Trout is much too far away Sure, maybe someday we put Trout in that discussion. But when it comes to the all-time greats, I believe LeBron and Tiger have that in common. LeBron's chase of Michael Jordan becomes a fascinating one. And so we threw up on the phones earlier. I'm going to do it again in a few minutes here for you. 
If LeBron wins his sixth championship, then who's the GOAT? Because I will raise my hand and say again, I will be on Michael Jordan's side on this probably until the day I die, probably no matter what else happens. But that's about me and it's not about them. You have to be willing to admit it. Michael Jordan to me will always be larger than life and the biggest reason for that is because of who I was when he was who he was. Michael Jordan was a legend when I was in high school and then when I was in college and then I was around him every single day when I was in my 20s. And there are ways that you view people like that, players, athletes, and others when you're that age that you just don't view them the same way anymore when you're my age. So through no fault of his own, LeBron comes along at a time in my life when I just am not going to see him that way. I'm not going to look at LeBron James the same way that I looked at Michael Jordan, not because of who he is or isn't, but because of who I am and was. But that doesn't mean that you can't acknowledge the greatness. Three years from right now, I think it is very likely that LeBron James will have six championships and will be the NBA's all-time leading scorer. He will pass Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. At that point, it is going to become very hard for those of us who remain on the Michael bandwagon, and that will include me, to cite anything other than emotion as our reason. I, I always tell my son, Stephen, who is very much of the LeBron, he's uh, going to be 18 years old. Oh my goodness, he's going to be 18 years old next week, a week from today. So he has lived his life in the LeBron era, and he is very much Team LeBron in this conversation. And I always tell him, there's no way to explain what made Michael the greatest unless you just saw it. You just had to see it. But that doesn't really answer anything. Because my father used to say the same thing about Oscar Robertson. He would yell at me when I was having conversations on the radio back years ago when we sort of started all this. We'd be having these conversations and my father would call me all the time. I can still hear his voice. He would say to me, Michael, if you're not including Oscar Robertson in that conversation, you just don't know what you're talking about. So that was his Michael. And LeBron will be my son's Michael. And someday, a whole other generation will have their LeBrons. The question is, if LeBron wins six championships and is the all-time leading scorer, both of which I think feel like a very good bet to happen right now, those of us riding Team Michael are going to have a tough time of this, aren't we? This is going to be very difficult for us. I'm never going to crack. I'm never going to give. But I'll be having a very hard time making logical, reasonable arguments that extend beyond my emotion to tell you why Michael Jordan remains a greater player than LeBron. So I'm going to throw open the phones to you right now at 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776 with that very simple question. If LeBron gets to six, who's the GOAT? I want to hear from you. And again, you can cast your vote on my Twitter poll at ESPN Greeny. I also would like to quickly remind you again that this is V-Week. And during these extraordinarily difficult times, ESPN and the V Foundation's fight against cancer not only has not stopped, but I believe it is more important than ever. I've said this a million times. Cancer loves a bad economy. Cancer loves a pandemic, a coronavirus, because it makes everyone else forget about it. A bad economy means we give less money to fighting cancer. A pandemic means we're so focused on other things we're not thinking about cancer. And you know what cancer does? It thrives in those circumstances. So there has never been a time when this is more important. 
So I'm so proud of the work that we do at ESPN for the V Foundation. It is the best thing we do. It is the most important thing we do. And I ask you, as I did the other day, and will do not just during this V week, but until the day I no longer have a microphone on this network, that if you are able to please support our fight for cancer research, you can do so by visiting v.org slash donate. And I'll remind you, 100% of the money that you give goes directly towards fighting cancer. All right, 888-SAY-ESPN is my phone number. The calls are next, and the question is simple. If LeBron gets to six, who's the GOAT? Greeny, the podcast. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. The greatest player in the world now has a new deal. LeBron James has signed a two-year contract extension with the Lakers. It ties him to the team through the 2022-2023 season, which would be LeBron's 20th in the NBA. We're talking about ghosts. We're talking about goats. We're talking about LeBron James and much more here with Greeny coming to you live from the Seaport District at Pier 17, brought to you by Chase. And a reminder that this show is a podcast every day. They take each hour, make it its own individual podcast. It's called Hashtag Greeny, and it's available wherever you listen to your podcasts. I will get to your calls on LeBron in just a second, 888-729-3776. But as we were talking about the Steelers earlier, I just went and looked at it. This is something that in any other year they'd be jumping up and down screaming about. And frankly, I'd be jumping up and down screaming about. We're not going to do it this year for all of the obvious and easy to understand reasons. But you want to hear an unfair setup? Pittsburgh plays Washington Monday. Pittsburgh will have five days between games. Washington will have 11. That's something that obviously would not happen in a normal circumstance in the NFL. And they would be up in arms about it. And if they wind up losing their bid at a perfect season, well, so be it. It's just the way it is. I said it to you yesterday, and I'll say it again. I'm in awe of what the NFL has done, and I applaud them. Today is December 3rd, and they've played every game that was scheduled. Now, I don't know if they're going to make it to the end or not, but I do know for certain that they're going to do everything they can, and I give them a shot at it, which I would never have done in September. If you would ask me in September, do I think they'll have played every single game on the schedule when we get to December 3rd? I would have looked at you like you were out of your mind. And yet they've done it. So I give them a lot of credit. They know what they're doing, and I, I hope that they get to the finish line. I think they've, they've done a great thing for themselves and for all of us who enjoy the sport. All right, with that thought in mind, let's do What's On Your Mind. Brought to you by My Computer Career Training for a Better Life. Hashtag Bubba. Give me a little music. Because <laughs> you've heard the question already today. If LeBron James gets to six, which I believe he is now in prime position to do, you could throw in there that when he gets there, he probably will be the NBA's all-time leading scorer. He's on pace to pass Kareem for that. 
If he gets there, who's the GOAT? That's my question. Javier, you're on ESPN Radio. What's the answer? Thanks for taking my call, first of all. It's an honor and a privilege to speak to you. I literally have goosebumps. Well, the answer is Mike you. right now. The answer is Mike. He did it He did it all in one place. He did it in Chicago, right? The number one hot dog capital of the world, which, of course, remember, is not to be eaten with a fork and knife. <laughs> LeBron, LeBron did it in Cleveland. That's great. He wanted another one. Oh, I'm going to go to Miami. He wanted another one. Oh, I'm going to go to L.A. That's ridiculous. Look, I leave you with this last thought. Let's go back 14 years, 2006. Gatorade came out with a commercial like Mike. I asked LeBron James to watch that commercial because that's the closest he's ever going to get to the GOAT, who, who is Michael Jordan. I like the call, Javier. I don't agree with almost any of it, but I enjoyed it greatly. First of all, the Like Mike commercial is way older than 2006. I'm not sure what year that came out, but it definitely was in 2006. Um, the, but I like the thought. Look, all the things that you're going to hold against LeBron, you can do. They're never going away. He did keep jumping from team to team. He does play in an era where players get to handpick their teammates, much more so than Jordan ever did or anyone in his era ever did. LeBron actually started that with the decision. It is something that I think is... Why you Say it again, 92, Bubba? Yeah, it certainly wasn't 06. But, but I, I appreciate the thoughts. And, and by the way, I happen to know that Javier is from Chicago. Or at least that's what... Um, that's what Nuno told me. So that look in Chicago, Michael Jordan is like a religious figure. He's a deity, as he is almost everywhere. So it's going to be awful tough to surpass him. Let's keep going with the calls here, Donovan. You're next on ESPN Radio. If LeBron gets to six, Donovan, who's the goat? It is still Michael Jordan because of the episode seven on the last dance. Michael Jordan had to stop the interview because he was thinking about how he used to play the game. If you don't want to play that way then don't play that. That man was about to cry because he went back into that mold, man. I'm a 90s baby, and I understand. The 90s was different. You know what I'm saying? Like, those early Knicks teams, like, he had to get through them just to get to the finals, man. And if it's not Michael Jordan, it's like your father said, Oscar Robinson. That man averaged a triple-double for three straight seasons wearing Chuck Taylors, man. That's all I got. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Donovan. He was. He wasn't wearing the same, uh, he wasn't wearing the same caliber of, of shoe that Michael and LeBron were. Look, I, I get what you're saying. And the eras are totally different. You know, there are so many more players in the NBA now, though there are so many, the, the talent pool is so much bigger. And Michael Jordan, it was actually Jordan and his dream team group that made the game the global game that it is now. But you have the best players from all over the world playing basketball now, and they're all in the NBA. There are a lot, look, there are a lot of arguments that can be made. I wonder what it says about me that everyone who has called so far has taken LeBron's side in this. I wonder if it has a function of how old you are, because I think that might be a part of it. Let's see if we find anyone on the other side. Go ahead, Mike, you're next up on ESPN Radio. Mike, if LeBron gets to six, who's the GOAT? Well, I grew up watching Mike, but I got to give it to LeBron for two reasons. Number one, he took a team that was a lottery pick and took them to the finals in one year. Mm -hmm. Mike never did that. Number two, he plays, he can play positions two, three, or four. Mike played one position. And you just got to give it to somebody who can do that, who's that uh, versatile and that talented. Look, his talent is not to be debated. LeBron James is a level of athlete that maybe we've never seen in the sport before. LeBron James, his size, his strength, his speed, and the versatility of his skills are 
number one all time, and I don't even think it's close. I don't think anyone competes with that. I, I think in an honest moment, even Michael would tell you that. LeBron is much bigger man than Michael was. Michael Jordan was realistically probably 6'5". What was he listed at, Bubba? I, was he listed at 6'6"? Six, six? I, I bet you Michael is not any more than 6'5". LeBron, I think, is a legit 6'9", 275. He's probably 6'6", Jordan is listed at. I, I, I would bet you every cent I have that he's 6'5". And what weight? Do you have the weight? What was Jordan listed at, 220? What do you mean, 198? What was that, when he was 11? It went 198. <laughs> 198. There's no way in the world Michael Jordan weighed 200 pounds. He weighed a lot more than 200 pounds. But, but LeBron James probably weighs 270? 260? That's LeBron, what it says. It says 198? There's no conceivable chance Michael Jordan weighed 100. What was that on, his, on the back of his, his high school yearbook card? Where, where is he 100? That's what it says on basketball reference. Basketball reference lists Michael Jordan's... A legit website. As it lists his weight at 198 pounds? That's just... I don't even know what to say about that. That's ludicrous. Yeah, 89 kilograms. Well, I, I can't do the, the conversion fast enough. But 89 kilograms had better be more like 220 pounds or I'm not buying. I'm not buying it at all. I, I'm going to put Michael at one... I'm going to put Michael at 6'5". <laughs> Wikipedia has him at 216. Okay, that sounds a lot closer. I was going to say 220, so I feel a lot better. We all know how incredibly accurate Wikipedia is. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Maybe Wikipedia knows something. There's never anything wrong on Wikipedia. All right, let me sneak in one more. Go ahead. Chris, you're on ESPN Radio. Chris, if LeBron gets to six, who's the GOAT? I'm going to have to go with Jordan, and I'm going to use the same reference that you used. I think it was for Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers. Mm -hmm. I think LeBron James is going to be the most accomplished, so you can't deny that um, with the numbers that he's going to put up. But I just still feel that Jordan is the better player. Like, he just has it. And I'm a little older guy like you. Well, young at heart at least. But, you know, I, I grew up on Jordan, and LeBron James just doesn't have it. He's a great player, and nobody can take that away from him, but I just still feel that LeBron's going to be the, the most accomplished, and Jordan is just still the greatest ever. I love the call. It's a perfect way to leave it. Chris, thank you very much. Thank you, everybody, for calling. I so enjoy these, and we'll try and find ways to keep these conversations going as we go forward. Short break. As we continue next, the one player that everyone with an opportunity should be dying to coach. That's next. This is Greeny on ESPN Radio. Greeny, the podcast. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do, big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash greenie today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp. H-E-L-P dot com slash Greeny, G-R-E-E.
E-N-Y. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Greeny with you, presented by Progressive Insurance. Protecting your small business is a big deal. Cover what you've worked so hard for. Visit ProgressiveCommercial.com as we work our way into the meat of December and the NFL trying to get to its finish line in the NBA, trying to get to the starting line. And LeBron James and Anthony Davis putting together a superpower in LeBron competing with ghosts to try and be the GOAT. That's been some of the conversation that we've had today. But every now and again, I put a poll question up on Twitter, and the poll question is brought to you by ZipRecruiter. Try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash Greeny. And the one that I had up involved coaching jobs in the NFL. There are three that are currently available. Texans, Lions, Falcons. Although Shefty told us this morning on television that he thinks Raheem Morris is making a run, a serious push to be considered to become the permanent coach in Atlanta. But let's just say for the sake of argument, there have been firings in those three places. And so the question I had up is, which of those is the best coaching job next year? And it seems to me, every coach I've ever gotten to know over my many years covering football has said that there are two people, I want to know who these two people are before I take a job. Who's the owner and who's the quarterback? Those are the two most important people to the coach. In Houston, they've got the quarterback. Obviously, Deshaun Watson, if you get a chance to go coach that guy, I would say besides Patrick Mahomes, he would be the next person you would want to go play with. He's the quarterback you want. Mahomes would be one and Watson would be two based on age and everything else. He's 25 years old and he's unbelievable. He is this year. I'm doing this from memory. I had it this morning. I think he's 24 touchdowns, five picks, eighth in the league in QBR. He's having like an MVP kind of season that no one will ever remember because the team is lousy. And then there are a variety of other places that I think are going to come open. I don't love I don't love speculating about this stuff, but it just is part of the deal. I think the Jets' job is clearly coming open. I think the Jaguars' job is clearly coming open. I think there's a very good chance the Bears' job comes open and the Chargers' job comes open. So those would be the spots. And you say to yourself, if you're a coach, if you're Eric Bieniemy, and you have all those in front of you, which is the one you want? Take into account who's the quarterback, who's the owner. Other things come in also like cap space and, and, and other things. But those things tend to be cyclical. One year you have a lot of cap space, then you spend it, now you have none. So I just asked the Jets. They had all the cap space in the world. They spent it all. They, now they're going to be 0-16 and, and they're going to have it again. So that's the way this stuff works. So out of those, I think that the most attractive scenario, because most of those teams have one or the other, but rarely do they have both. The Falcons might have both. They have an owner you like, and they have a quarterback you like. The question is, do you want to start building again around a 36-year-old quarterback in Matt Ryan? But that could be the closest to something happening. The Lions, I'm not sure if Matt Stafford is going to be there much longer or not. Stafford, I would put on a similar level to Ryan. The ownership situation there is terrible. The leader, the overall leadership situation there is terrible. When you're as bad for as long as they've been consistently, that's clearly an ownership problem. The Texans, they've had massive problems in their overall leadership. 
Chargers, I don't think you're crazy about the ownership, but the quarterback is so good. The Jets, the ownership is a complete mess, but you have the opportunity to draft the quarterback everyone is dying for. The Jaguars, I I think at this point, probably have neither. And the Bears are a mess. So I think of the jobs that will become available, if I'm Eric Bieniemy and you're offering me these jobs, I think I'm looking at the Texans and the Chargers, and I'm deciding which one of those I like better. And then we'll see what winds up happening. Unless you just you fall so in love with Trevor Lawrence that you're willing to overlook some of the other problems in New York. Now, one of the issues that you have with the Jets is that they already have in place someone, the general manager. You're not going to be shopping for any groceries because they've already hired your personal shopper to do that for you. And he has five years left on his contract. So he's got to be someone you want to work with. People, I think, have a pretty favorable impression of him, but I have no idea that everyone does. So those seem to me to be the considerations that we have right now. And you start asking yourself, if you're a team that's in that market, who are we forgetting? Like, after enemy, who are the people that these teams really want? If you're a fan, I'm a fan. Who is it I'm excited to see come in and coach my team? It's an interesting question. Something to think about. I'm not sure who the names will be out there. Someone going to talk one of these big college coaches into coming and coaching your NFL team? I don't know. We keep talking about that. I think the ship has sailed on Saban. Is Dabo Sweeney going to go coach in the NFL? Hey, Greeny. I don't think so. Hashtag Bubba, yes. Uh, Question for you. So as a Jets fan, we're expecting to have an opening. You're talking about college coaches. What about Jim Harbaugh and what about Doug Peterson? Who would you rather have coaching your team? Well, Assuming both could be an option next year. It's a good question. So so I I believe that a lot of the bloom has come off of Jim's rose. Is that the right way to put that? Whatever it is that comes off something else, I think that that's happened to Jim. This has been such a disastrous year for Jim Harbaugh in Ann Arbor that I wonder if it has dimmed some of the excitement amongst NFL teams for him. If Doug Peterson becomes available in Philly, and I think that's a real possibility, you jump at that. He won a Super Bowl three years ago. He's from the Andy Reid coaching school. He knows how to coach teams. I don't believe that the problems we're seeing in Philly right now are his fault. I think if you're going to put the blame on Peterson for what's going on in Philly right now, the blame is this. He has become, like so many others, completely enamored of Carson Wentz and can't believe Wentz isn't better than he is. And I have a hard time holding that against Peterson because I see it the same way. I watch Carson Wentz play, and I still can't believe how good he isn't. I was convinced he was way better than this, and I'm not the only one. I think if Doug Peterson does become available, which I think there's a possibility of, because I don't think they could just run it back in Philly unless this next month turns around considerably. And I think the person they'd like to get rid of is Wentz, but they can't. That would be, I think their dead money hit next year would be like, literally would be over $50 million. So they can't do that. So maybe Peterson does become available. If he does, he jumps to the top of a lot of lists. You get Doug Peterson to come in and coach Trevor Lawrence or Deshaun Watson or Justin Herbert. Now we're really talking. We'll see. This has been a fun day. Thanks so much for spending part of it with me. I'll see you tomorrow on ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to Greeny, the podcast. You can check out Greeny live weekdays at noon Eastern on ESPN Radio and on ESPN+. Plus. Also, don't miss Greeny on Get Up, weekday mornings at 8 Eastern on ESPN. This is Greeny, the podcast.